Hi, you're listening to Ministry of Self, a podcast where we talk about the importance of understanding the self, how others can influence who you are and why our emotions drive everything. The Ministry of Self will discuss many and varied aspects to allow you, our listener, to assess and, if necessary, reshape your emotional life. I'm Jen Cromedy and I'm joined by emotional intelligence practitioner Mike Martin. Welcome to Ministry of Self. Hi and and welcome to the second episode of Ministry of Self. Um, This is a podcast series that is hosted by myself, Jen Cromedy, and with um, Mike Martin. If you haven't listened to the first podcast, I suggest perhaps have a listen. It's about 30 minutes, but it gives you a good overview of the sorts of topics that we want to discuss. Um, But in this episode, we thought we might dive a little bit deeper into the self um, and what we mean by the self. And um, I might just hand over to Mike to to kick off the discussion. Welcome, Mike. Yeah, thanks, Jen. Um, Yeah, look. I don't know if we spend much time thinking about ourselves. We, we're very busy. Uh, we have commitments and the day goes very quickly. Uh, we get tired, we go to bed, we wake up and we do it all again. Uh, what we're trying to get at is when do we take time to think about what's important to us, understanding how our emotions are formed and their impact on our lives. Um, I, I'm not one to ever think we should spend our lives just giving and giving without... Uh, reward coming the other way but I think sometimes uh, we are taught that to give is the right thing but when does it come to a point where we think about our needs and I think what we're trying to concentrate on is is going back and figuring out uh, what influenced us in the first place like we've said before and why it is that we don't spend a whole lot of time thinking about our own needs um with the with the process of finding out, you have to dig deep into how you really feel about things, not just uh, not just uh, what's happened, but how you feel about them. And to do that requires that we look at the uh, first beginnings of our life and our parents, if you like, or the key people that raised us, and think about what part they've played in creating ourselves. And did they do a great job? Well, uh, I'll tell you what, they would have meant to do a good job, I think. Uh, don't forget that they're people who came from their own influences. And so it's always the case usually that they'll only teach us what they've been taught. They'll only do what they think is important. And because uh, they think it's important, I think you'll find that they, they really think it's important to us. So having, having said that, uh, why don't you just have a think about who are the key influences in your world, uh, what they've meant to you and... Uh, how they've impacted to this very day. Now, again, it's an ageless thing. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter about age. Uh, it can be any age to start this, but uh, I think it's worthwhile. And to do So start with uh, your prime carers, if you like, your parents. Think about what they've done over the years to form and shape you, uh, what, what, where your opinions come from, what your thoughts really are about important things. And from then, write a few notes down, uh, as we said in podcast one, just an A4 sheet of paper will do. Put a name on the top. Start writing down your feelings about the person, some of the key events that they were uh, involved with with you. 
and uh, how you really feel about them now when you think about your life. And uh, that's a good start. And I think from that, the notes that you write will come straight out of your subconscious emotionality. So don't worry, you cannot get it wrong. Any instinct that you say, any instinct that you discover will be right. Now, we don't understand why we're right all of the time, but think about the fact that it's an inner mind, it's an inner intelligence that tells you what life's all about. Let's just call it instinct. Let's just call it gut feel. Don't go against gut feel. What you write down will be correct, even if you don't understand why you've written it. Because eventually, when you write uh, notes around all of these names, it will form a pattern, and that pattern will tell you generally what's formed and shaped you. And from that, you can make an assessment. Is it, is it, is it really good for you? Is it happy? Uh, does it show or expose your true character and your true emotionality? Or are there questions you'd like to ask and discuss with us? There's a lot in there. I was going to interrupt you and I just held myself back again for Mike. Um, and you sort of did go to explain what I was going to ask you, which was this concept of subconscious emotionality. Mm-hmm. And from what I heard you say, you talked about instinct and gut feeling. Um, but I think my question, and I'm wondering if other people are thinking the same thing, is to firstly understand there's this process or thing that happens when you write and I mean with a pen or whatever it is you're going to as opposed to say on a computer um, that is trying to express things that maybe you haven't consciously thought of. So that's probably the first thing is if you have a view on what that process actually is because it sounds a bit spooky but also the idea about patterns um, is that something you think everyone can do, see the patterns, and does that take time? So probably just the two things. Well, it can take time mm. because sometimes we don't want to think about it. Mm. Sometimes it's fearful uh, that we things happen to us in our life where we don't understand things that have hurt us, things that have confused us. So it's not the easiest thing to take on, but it's a great thing to take on because don't forget it's only you and your mind at work here. There's no external forces that uh, make it hard. And even though it's quite hard internally, you're still in charge of it and perhaps for the first time in so many ways. So don't be afraid to explore your instinctive emotionality and uh, just write some things down. You might There might be an event that you might identify that changed the way you think. Now, was that because it came from an influence that made you not feel well and you changed your way? because it didn't make you feel well or was it something that you really did believe in and has helped you? Uh, Whilst these things can sound a bit confusing, I can simplify it in one way. Are you feeling as you should? Uh, Do you get up each day being really deeply happy about yourself emotionally? And if you are, that's good. And if you are, teach someone else around you to do it as well. If you're not quite there or you're certainly not there, then the exercise of understanding self is a really, really good one to do. And uh, we're here, uh, Jen and I, to help you sort that out and uh, we will, um, you know, help you pull it apart and, and apply all the influences to each part to, non- to identify the origins of them and, uh, in fact, uh, where it's led you to today and perhaps think about what you'd like to do about getting a new understanding of what's been an old thought pattern that you might to think, you might to think about that will change your life Uh, That will also impact your mental health in a positive way and certainly physical health, uh, your relationships, your career, and all because 
you come to a point in life when you suddenly understand who you really are as distinct from what you've been formed and shaped to be. I will pause and say that um, I've had the benefit of talking to you for years, mm-hmm. years, um, Mike, and it's taken me a while, like it really has taken me a while to really understand some of the things that you're talking about from my perspective, you know, mm-hmm. and about me. A lot of the time I'm looking at other people and thinking about, as I said in the first podcast, what their motives are or where they're coming from or can I, you know, try and unpack their perspective so then I can, you know, use that or um, understand, you know, how we could work together, for example. Um, you said a couple of things there around waking up every morning feeling, you said, I think, deeply happy about. And I thought that is just so many people talk about this. What gets me up out of bed in the morning? You know, particularly um, people who, and, and I do follow people like Simon Sinek who talks about finding purpose. I mean, I've watched YouTubes where he's been talking to look at the things that drive him. I mean, he's been really open about the fact that he has ADHD it's a really interesting discussion when you see someone who's written and authored these multi-million-selling you know, books, <clears throat> pardon me, and have influenced a lot of people who then turn around and go, well, this is who I am. And I've seen another interview that I'll watch where he talks about how lonely he feels sometimes. And, you know, when we start talking about feeling deeply happy, I'll be really honest and say I think I understand what that feels like. Um but I also feel like sometimes it's just being peaceful and just being content. So I wake up and like I've had years and years where I've had literal knots in my stomach or tightness in my chest or tightness in my throat and often that is reflected in getting a sore throat, my voice will start cracking um, and I know um, Rob, my husband, will pick up on that pretty quickly and know that there's something going on but I suppose my question to you is what does it mean to you to feel deeply happy because to get to that point means you really need to understand the patterns you've just said a lot so I'm trying to unpack it in my own mind but you've talked about a new understanding about old thought patterns mm-hmm. so I just thought probably the question is what do you think it means to wake up and feel deeply happy and what work do you have to do to get there I think it's, uh, you said before, Jen, I think it's a feeling of uh, having good sleep uh, and feeling peaceful when mm. you get up and not, not feeling that, oh, goodness, my day looks bad. I'm, I'm, rearra- I'm arranging my mind in a very ordinary way to start the day and I'm not feeling peaceful at all. Uh, happiness and peacefulness to me go together and, and I know from my own perspective that I'm deeply satisfied that uh, I can make a contribution to life. But I'm also very aware that I've got to make that contribution to my own self first because if I'm not fully loaded, uh, the gun's got blanks in it. And for all the advice I give through the day um, to other people, if I'm not feeling myself, then it's almost disingenuous to a degree. You're just giving advice based on logic, based on having a pot shot in the dark... And th- that advice doesn't come from feelings. It, it comes from just uh, putting it out there as advice for someone to deal with. I, I think all of us have the ability to be really influential with others if we're happy ourselves. And to be happy, we've got to ask ourselves a question, what are the things that are making us unhappy? 
And if we do know those, it's time to address them. So I've had to address many things over the years, which is why I sort of enjoy talking about it now because challenges have always been the lifeblood of my own existence. And for that reason at all, I mean, I've, I've had people, I've had losses, like everyone else has. But to me, the deeper part of it is that there's a, there's a satisfaction in knowing that you've done everything the right way, no matter what the challenge has been. And I haven't sort of cheated myself by saying, it's okay, mate, don't have to worry about that. I've had to go in and think quite deeply about, well, how do I feel about this? Uh, and what can I do about it? And the first thing I need to do is trust others to talk to. Trust, so get it out of your own gut into someone else's head and let them logically look at it and reassure you that you're on the right track or you're not on the right track. If someone says, that's crap, mate, that's just not going to work for you, you're trying to, uh, to not address something painful, when you've got to go to the pain centre and address it head on and then with someone else's help, which is getting back to the ministry of self in a way, uh, it, it's, it's easy enough when you trust someone to drop out all of the bad energies that cause stress and anxiety in poor life. But you have to trust someone else with your thoughts at times and it just depends on who those people are and making sure um, that they tell you the truth and they will and not getting annoyed with the truth. <laughs> Sometimes we're annoyed by <laughs> being told the truth and mm. but the people who pat you on the back are the ones that will never, ever help you. The people who front straight up and say, well, this is the situation as far as I can see it, and if, particularly if they say something like, I'm not going to let you down by uh, telling you things that I don't mean here, otherwise that will make me not a good friend or a good mate either. So to me the whole thing about being deeply happy is to not hold things in you that continuously bite at you day by day in an unresolved sense. So get it away from your mind. Out of your gut into someone else's head, to me, is a, is a perfect way to do it. And uh, the real advantage to the other person helping you is that they will grow themselves because you've asked them to. Yeah, you've asked them to help you. They will grow and they will almost address some of their own issues just because you've asked them to help you. Mm. It's a beautiful trade-off and always has been. Again, there's a few things there. Um, so when you talk about... Um, getting things out of your gut. I mean, I think people are pretty familiar with this idea. You might go to therapy, you might have mm. a great friend that you have a drink with and pour out all your pain. Um, I think it's a really human thing to do. And it's um, it was your comment, though, about um, the challenge bud, I think you mm. said, or the things that keep you going. And I'll just reflect on things you've said to me over the years that I've had to think a long time about that might have jarred me. Probably what I've learned and I'm still learning is if something jars me, I've got to understand why. Like why am I feeling that way about what that person said? And um, having gone through a bit of um, a journey around uh, understanding who I am, um, still a long way to go I think, but um, what I've realised is that when people who come with good intent you know, and that's probably the first thing, and give you thoughts, feelings, advice, and it's jarring. Um, I don't ever want to run away from that or turn away from it. So I suppose that's that's the first thing. But in the past, I might have. Well, I think uh, you've hit it on the head, Jen. The thing is that if something jars us today, it's probably historical. Mm. 
It may come from years ago, uh, an emotional situation that's occurred that's hurt you or made you feel uh, less important as a human being and uh, it's reflected right up until today in someone's commentary. That's actually hit that spot and that's why it'll jar on us but mainly not because the person today is saying it's because it's historical. It's attached to something else that's probably been in our mind for, for years and years and years and it's always a point of defensiveness when it comes up. Uh, the opportunity right there and then is to try and remember it and solve it right there. The myth is that we have to remember the exact nature of what knocks us around when we're young. We don't really. We just have to identify the feeling. We don't need the detail as much as the feeling. And when the feeling says to you, that makes me uncomfortable after all these years, you can back it in that it is historical. But then if you can, think about the feeling and who the people were that gave you the feeling and think about them, not about you. Whether there's some motive behind what they were doing, whether they were just uh, not reading the play properly, whether they intended it or not. The idea is to don't forget you're just the storage bin that they put that emotion <laughs> the storage in. Storage bin. Yeah. And, yes. And if you're the storage bin they put that emotion in and you've held it all this time, it's, it's time to empty the bin. Mm. Press the bin button on press your computer. The, press the bin button and get the council <laughs> to pick it up every Tuesday night. <laughs> And so I've got something for you here. Take this away. And not recycle it? Yeah, because I haven't <laughs> met a person ever that's created their own issue. It's, it's come from somewhere. And uh, if that issue comes from way back and it's still there and it permeates through relationships and all that sort of thing, it's time to think about it. And Take, again, taken out the trash. Take out the trash. And <laughs> again, I say, Jen, don't try and remember the exact detail. Mm. Remember the emotion. Mm. If it made you feel like crap, and still does, it still exists. Mm. Now, if we can't remember the perpetrator, if you like, if we can't remember it, it's still we still have the feeling. So there's memory somewhere. So just accepting the fact that you don't feel about it is good enough and say that to somebody else that you trust. Say that, I don't feel good about this and then let them have a discussion with you about it. Again, they will grow, you will grow and the energy behind that bad emotion will deplete itself over a very short period of time, provided you replace it with something that's good about you. The fact that you're a, a really good human being trying to help someone else out, put that through your mind and that will deplete the bad old energy that was there. It's just a replacement program. More questions from me. Um, and this may or may not be the same question, so I'll see what you think but I wrote down when you said pain center mm. I wrote that down and then I wrote down um emotional bin mm. um and then I was thinking about <clears throat> things that we've discussed or I've been in you know different environments with you with other people where we've talked about regret so my question is and this is just me trying to join the dots myself but is your pain center where you hold things like regret and is that the same thing as someone putting emotional stuff into you that might be classified as trash. Mm, uh, yeah, I think it can be a number of things. Mm. Uh, we can hold regret there and punish yourself uh, for that if you like, but I, I think the pain centre is the place that the unresolved, the unresolved centre. And therefore to identify what's in the pain centre is important. I, I find people generally are pretty good at that. 
they do see and they don't they have regret about actions that they've taken and for some reason think that mistakes uh, should be punished forever it's not right Error, mm. errors are the lifeblood of a great life uh, emotion in every other way it's just a question of surfacing not being embarrassed about some of the things that we've done in our life bring it to the surface and share it because you will never sit with a person who hasn't got the same regrets but i'm i'm suggesting that regrets don't fit anymore uh, resolution fits, not regret. And to, to achieve resolution is to raise it and say, well, these are some of the things I've done I don't feel good about. Uh, that's actually going to hold us back from who we truly are. And to me that's robbing that's robbing those you're with now of the very best of you. <laughs> it reminds me of something you said to me about um, I've got friends who I think are really creative mm. and actually there's more now since even I last spoke to you. I've got friends who've written potential screenplays who have got artwork that has never been exhibited and you said to me something like well you just tell them they're being selfish for not sharing yeah whereas they're driven by i don't know fear you know judgment of others exposing themselves being vulnerable or whatever it might be but your comment about you no know, they're being selfish just absolutely changed it in my mind yeah well they are being selfish I and mean, they've got <laughs> something quite brilliant uh, the uh, it's in the eyes of the beholder and really and I've seen some of your artwork Jan and it, it's it's encouraging to see a reflection that someone can draw and paint feelings that uh, are an example of what other people can have now maybe they don't use painting or art or music to do it but there's a creative part of us that's not associated with all those skills they're associated with uh, just thinking about well my form of self-art is to respect myself properly and to say to myself, hang on, uh, I, I am too careful by half with uh, what I say and do when in fact uh, I have been through so many things that I've become a good person and now I just need to acknowledge it in my own way and share that. Anything that hasn't gone well for us is an absolute bonus for someone else because that'll re they'll relate to you very quickly. Mm. And so, yeah, well, okay, mate, we'll join the club. And uh, this is, okay, well, let's share that together because that gets the pain centre emptied. We don't deserve a pain centre at all. We deserve a resolution centre. And to me, uh, anything that we do that's uh, not to our stand, if you like, may have come, may have come from... Uh, other influences too but essentially what's not right for us uh, is is uh, is something that I, I think is relative to everybody everyone will have their own things that they want to get off their chest and to get it off their chest now is the most unselfish thing you can do because that provides the other person with a free you which is lovely because then they can love the real person not the restricted one that's got a pain center still I agree. I think there's, you know, a lot of, um, again, I'm, I'm thinking about different things that people have said or um, that I've felt um, and it's often when you sit down and talk to people and I feel like I've had so many conversations, particularly with women, um, probably for in particular in the last say, six to seven months where there's been pain. I didn't think of it as a pain centre but pain um, where there's been unresolved issues um where yeah i would think in some instances 
they've had things done by them that weren't right. But how do you resolve it? So I remember you saying something about you've kind of got to go through a, I don't know if the word was reconciliation, but a, a, a process that's without recrimination. That's yep. right. So mm-hmm. I haven't got my notes from when we spoke a while ago, but this idea of reconciling yourself to the situation but without recrimination, I can tell you that is really hard for people. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, and Particularly it's, if they feel wronged. Well, uh, someone who's being wronged mm. didn't do the wronging. Mm. That, that's the issue. I mean, it's come from another head uh, with mostly an agenda and, or an excuse for their own behaviour. So that's the, that's the power of us. The, the, the power of self is that we get to decide what impacts us and what doesn't. What happens, though, in general terms is we allow others to impact us because we mightn't be feeling as confident, our faith might be a little bit lower than it should be, so they have, uh, they have cut through. But never, never forget that it does come from another source. It's not our source. What's our source? And if, we, if we're going to be a pure human being and, and really wanting to love ourselves properly, we need to isolate properly those people who have impacted us along the way. Write their name down. Again, write some notes and at least tell yourself the truth about the fact that you're having feelings, bad feelings, perpetrated by someone else and not ourself. And that's why the ministry of self, if you like, is so important. The only thing that's really important to us is to be honest with ourselves when we're not feeling well. Why are we not feeling well? Is it by our own action? Okay, well, we can deal with that because we can apologise for that. But are we feeling bad because other people who don't want us to succeed make us feel that way? Well, sorry, but uh, there comes a day when you have to be really strong on the fact that, hang on, this is not my pain. I'm sending it back to the owner and I'm saying, I believe this is yours, mate. And uh, I'm putting the remnants of that in the bin Tuesday night when the council pick it up again. <laughs> I just love that so much. It's Wednesday night for me, by the way. Yeah. Um, I want to then talk a little bit about you said isolate it. Mm-hmm. And I think what I'm trying to understand is by isolating it, you're saying doing things like writing a name. On a piece of paper. Is that one just one way? Yeah, look, uh, get out of the social media. Get off the computer screens. Use your handwriting. Your handwriting is an extension of your thoughts and your brain. And it's because you actually, actually write it down. So there's a correlation between the brain and a pen, if you like. Write it down, isolate it and put it out to the side somewhere. Look at it away from you. Look at it as an independent piece of information to deal with. Don't suck it into your emotional being and deal with it from there. Because if you're not feeling well internally, then, of course, you will apply that to the resolution. So you have to isolate it and, again, visualise everything. Write it down, put it down. This person or this situation made me feel this way. I've written it down, I've put it out to the right side and it's not within me now. I'm just going to analyse it for what it is as an external thing and not something I'm going to filter through my own emotions today. I'm going to look at it for what it is I'm going to look at who perpetrated it and then I'm going to make a decision as to its relevance and if it's not relevant, I'm not going to let it near my emotional centre. Now, that takes discipline (laughs) but the one thing we don't do, Jen, and that is we don't, and sometimes we're afraid of, visualising our life properly. We've got to write it down, draw it. I don't care how you do it. Write it down, look at it, look at the words. They're your words from your mind And if you're really good at this, you'll start thinking, hang on, that's been in my head for years. 
that's been in my gut for years. That's not something that I decided. That's not an emotion that I had. That's an emotion or, or, or something that came from some other source that I made my emotion. And it's never been mine. You've got to get your own. It's, it's a clean-up. We'll need a really big bin if we keep going. No, well, we I'm, think, I'm thinking about defragging, which <laughs> defragging. is this process in What's a computer that? where you actually get rid of... Well, I think uh, I, I did an exercise with a person who I dearly love recently and had her write big circles and write in each circle way. Uh, so, so it was out to the left of her body and the right of her body, big circles with issues within it that she's been worrying about for years. Upon investigation, Jen, it was found that she caused none of them. <laughs> it was all influenced but mm. it actually stopped her life mm. in its tracks all through her younger years to her 20s to her 32 years now. She's now started to write letters to the perpetrators. Now, I don't care if she sends them or not but it leaves you. It's leaving her and it leaves us. So in other words, it's having an, um, an amazing effect on her psyche. She's feeling lighter and better about herself. Because she was the sponge that everyone was using along the way to dump their own stuff. But because they were dumping it to her and she was younger, she thought it was her mm. issue, mm. none of which was the case. So the five big circles had parents in it, it had friends in it, it had relationships in it, it had work in it and it had health in it. All of those things were externally focused things perpetrated by others into her psyche which became part of her emotion. And because she was feeling it, she said, well, that's just me. I said, no, I'm sorry, that's just not you at all. Now, we've identified all that and she's gone through and physically written notes to all of this stuff just to satisfy herself that it's not hers and it's amazing to me that she's changed so quickly. And I'm saying within days, her whole, her whole she looks different physically, she doesn't have the stress... When you have stress on behalf of others that they've caused, that's not your stress. Get your own bloody stress. <laughs> that's not hers. I mean, just worry about your long losing football games, which is a delight <laughs> of mine. But the point is, uh, if you think about it, are you stressing for something that you've actually created yourself? No, of course not. Of course not. So it's the time for us all to think about what put us together, do the circles, do the bits of paper on the wall, have another look. And I'll tell you what, we, we want to set up this uh, ministry of self for that very purpose, to help people understand these things and get onto a, uh, a level of life they deserve to have and start growing again. Look, I might leave it there and say there's always a lot to kind of unpack, but I think the idea of taking out the trash is mm. going to resonate, perhaps not just with me, but with other people and it's something you need to do regularly. It's yeah. not like you do it once. This is my assumption. You're not like you do it once. No, once you've become aware, <laughs> once you've become aware, mm -hmm. it's about then thinking and being alert to it as well. So I might just say, I'll leave it there and say, um, uh, yeah, we look forward to hearing what people think um, and we'll uh, see you next time. Okay. Thanks, Jen. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Ministry of Self podcast. Mark and I believe that it's for all of us to think about who we really are or what we can become if we're emotionally strong and fulfilled. The gifts accorded to us such as creativity, skills, 
beliefs and strengths are all much more enhanced when linked to our healthy emotions. If you're interested to reach out, you can contact us via the links in this podcast description. We look forward to hearing from you and hope you keep listening to the Ministry of Self podcast. Thank you.